Hop on board. It's time for another trip with the biker and the rabbi. Today on Biker and the Rabbi, we explore part three in our series about David and what can be learned from studying his life and challenges. And now, here's Biker. Let me ask you a question. What's greater when it's empty instead of full? Um, I believe you are attempting what they call a a trick question. Uh, no, no, there's a simple answer. It's us, you, me, everyone reaches a greater form of self when empty of the ego-driven nonsense that dominates our days. Young man, I'm not sure I understand the pontification you are about to engage in. The pontifa... I said, what? Can someone translate? I said, I'm not sure what it is you're talking about. Oh, okay. Well, then let's try this. When you're always thinking about yourself, about how everything affects you, and how you are the most important thing in the world. What do they call you? A politician. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I was going for something else. A teenager. Mm, wasn't going there. Uh, singer, uh, actor, a member of the Trump family. Uh, Let but, uh, me drill down a little bit uh-huh. here. We are about to introduce a central character in Judaism. One who will mold and shape much of our thinking about ourselves and who eventually, through his descendants, will give rise to Mashiach. I'm very puzzled and excited to find the answer. Well, here's a little tidbit that'll help you pontificate. Yeah, that. David was a great hero. A man who did not seem at first glance to have that kind of power inside him. Mm, yes, mm, <clears throat> I see. Um... But there's a reason he could do what few before or after him could do. He could empty himself. Uh, I'm terribly sorry. Uh, oh, he could what? Uh, well, David was an empty vessel. And that's not a put-down. We talked about how Yehuda could channel that trait by eliminating his ego when making important choices. Well, David's entire life was centered around his emptying of all ego-driven thoughts and needs. Why, that is remarkable. Uh, yeah, it was, because his heart was that full. And that's why, on the surface, he wasn't that impressive. People didn't see his greatness, or potential, at first. But in his heart, he was a lion, and God could see that despite his not being anywhere near perfect. But uh, I I do not understand. (sighs) Well, David had issues. It's what makes him the most approachable of our role models. He led a brutally hard life. And when he made mistakes, oh, they were biggies. Take Bathsheba. I'm so sorry. I cleansed myself before I came here. Thank you. Yeah, uh, 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 never mind, never mind. Fact is, the story of David shows us a lot about ourselves. Through his life and love for God, he showed us how to apply the same lessons he endured to our challenges, just like Yosef. Just like Yehuda. Hmm. May I say, uh, Mr. Biker, I am impressed with your pontification and clarification of an immensely complicated issue. Oh, 
I want to try that one again. I like what I hear. Uh, is there more? Absolutely. Stick around. Let's open the throttle up and start our road trip. So stop what you're doing. It wouldn't hurt you to listen a little. Welcome back to Biker and the Rabbi. So, we're finally approaching the life of David, which has so many twists and turns, and yet has so much triumph. But David's life is not simple, is it, Rabbi Albert? Shalom, Biker. You are 100% right. There is nothing simple about David, except for the lessons we can all learn from his life and challenges. So, let's start with, uh, why David? If he's not that impressive, why has he chosen to be the one whose descendants eventually lead to Mashiach? Well, you also have to ask, what is so special about him that he's chosen to be king? Mm-hmm. While it's true that Yehuda laid the groundwork, David is a class unto himself and is considered to be a new beginning of sorts. Oh, 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 a new beginning? You mean like the Rockies after another losing baseball season? Biker, no. We're talking about Yehuda and David. Remember how Yosef wanted to be king? And Yehuda's initial reaction to Yosef was... Well, he was in with his brothers on the plan to kill Yosef only later decided to push for the lighter sentence of slavery. Okay, good. But as a result, Yehuda lost some of his humble strength, and it would only return in full force with his descendant, King David. So while none of the brothers were fit to lead, David was a new beginning for the Jewish people. Oh, humble schmumble. Wasn't it David who took everything his rival King Saul sent his way in stride? You're onto something, biker, but we'll get back to Saul later. For now, let's imagine we're trying to spot David in a crowd. What features would you look for? Hmm, well, that's a great question. Let's see, um, leadership qualities, uh, you know, strong, outgoing, physically imposing, loud. Wrong answers. I'm not following. Some people are born with presence. They command the room. Others carefully cultivate their persona, and it's what they project to others that make them the most impressive person in the room. Not so King David. Well, how do you mean? The best-dressed person, the bodybuilder, sports star, business or political leader, they get where they are by virtue of being a somebody. But you just said... I asked if you could recognize David and you gave me the traits of those who you would think and who do often gain attention, but that would not be David. Uh, Well, then you got me. You're not alone. The prophet Samuel himself also fails to identify David from amongst his brothers as worthy of kingship. Mm. So it's up to God himself to reveal to Samuel that man sees the eyes, but God sees the heart. So how is Samuel, one of our most impressive prophets, missing this? The answer is easy. He got fooled. Excuse me? Let's take a break. When we come back, we can talk about how even a prophet can have... A not-so-clear moment. Huh. Well, if that's the case, maybe there's hope for the old biker yet. Stick around, won't you? Okay, we're back. Now tell me again how a prophet like Samuel could be deceived. Not deceived, biker, but fooled. Oh, oh, sorry. Deceived was a big word I thought sounded good. David's brothers looked impressive, and in their own way they were. David didn't look the part. Instead, David's heart was full and pure. And it's this pure-hearted relationship with his creator that led to David's displays of warrior-like strength that indeed made him king-worthy. But, but, he, but nobody's... Oh, man, am I confused. Let's take a step back. Some leaders are full of strength, brains, and charisma. 
You so as much said that all when you answered my question a while ago about leadership. David was empty. Empty of ego, self-interest, opinions, stubbornness. And that makes a difference in leadership? David was different because he was free to present himself fully to the task at hand. Which was? Representing the kingship of the Almighty here on this earth. See, you could pass him by and not even notice he was there. But the moment he was needed, when Saul asked him to step into his very own armor to fight Goliath, David steps right up to the task. That was a huge task, and I mean that literally. Goliath was a champion and a big fella to boot. And David now grows three feet taller, fitting right into the kingly suit of armor. This shocks Saul. He asks his advisors, who is this young lad that seems worthy of kingship? So, David's heart is full of his love for God. And thus, even if he's unassuming, He's the perfect choice to be a leader. That's right. And in a way, it's a metaphor. A metaphor what? No, Biker, a metaphor. Many times we choose the outwardly impressive ones to lead, but they shrink when they're tested. David, unassuming and humble, actually grew into the task at hand. David, who, because he's filled with love of God and not love of self, seems to be the perfect choice for a king. So... Are we making mistakes every day, Rabbi? How so, Biker? Well, look at who we tend to ask lead us. Actors, singers, TV stars, politicians. People full of self-importance, but not filled with humility. But they're only a reflection of what we think we need. Biker, people want leaders who act like they think a leader is supposed to act. But because their egos are huge and based in self and not humility, it doesn't always work out. So that's not always a good choice? No, because we pass up so many talented and extraordinary people who don't shout for attention. So it doesn't start with the many. It starts with the one. Correct. It starts with an individual channeling the traits that are David-like. And remember, he is nowhere near a perfect human being. And we'll deal with David's many flaws as we go forward. But the one trait which delivered his power, his empty ego but full heart. Well said. As with Yehuda, we now again see how emptying one's ego and allowing one's own humility to help when they're in need and when we're in need guides us to the right choices and makes us worthy of leadership. Ah, that's a lot to think about, especially when it's in regard to our own way of looking at people and at life. We may be missing so much because we pay attention to things that truly have very little importance. So very true and sad, because it causes us to miss quality traits that could take us places far beyond what we know. Okay, Rabbi, want to sum things up for us? It's like this. King David is empty of ego, but full of love for God and full of a tranquility that comes from a relationship built on sitting on a mountain and singing songs of praise to his creator songs of love for his creator. And when that love is called to for and he needs to perform, oh, does he perform. And he outperforms all the other people you might have thought would be worthy of stepping up to the task of leadership. Thanks for being here today. I'll get your coat. It's time to go. Okay, that about wraps up another podcast. It's great to have you with us. And we'd like to request two things from you. First, if you like these, Please pass them along to friends and anyone you feel might enjoy the content. Second, if you have questions you'd like answered or 
Just want to learn more? Reach out to our recorded line at 303-820-2855. As always, a huge thanks to the Denver Colel for their support and the access to their resources. If you wish to support them in any way, visit their website at denvercolel.org. Colel spelled K-O-L-L-E-L. On our next podcast, we'll tackle the next aspect of the Yehuda-David connection and how David's heart dominates his life and relationship to God and how that life lesson really relates to you in your life. Please join us. I'm Biker for Rabbi Halpern. Thank you and God bless. Mm-hmm.